0: Well, the snow is about to start flying here this time of year, and if you're anything like me, that means time to hang the bikes, pack up the jean shorts, and clean up the yard for the long winter hibernation. Fortunately, there is relief from dreary winter woes. Paper Blossoms by McKell are always in season. Paper Blossoms by McKell are custom arrangements handmade to order any time of year. Each bouquet is unique, competitively priced, and best of all, no green thumb required. If you're looking for that original gift for someone special or something to brighten the living room, check them out at Facebook at facebook.com slash blossoms by That's Paper Blossoms by McKel, Michal, M-I-C-H-A-L. And remember, Valentine's Day is right around the corner.
1: That's right, Paul. And if you're interested in winning a free bouquet of flowers from Paper Blossoms by McHel, then we have an amazing contest for you. Beginning on December seventeenth, go to iTunes, to Dating Ourselves Podcast, and give us a five-star review and leave us some nice words. Once you do that, you'll automatically be entered into the contest. On January 17th, we will pick three winners out of a hat, and those winners will each receive a custom-made bouquet of flowers from Paper Blossoms by Mikkel. And let me tell you, as an 80s, 90s, or early 2000s fan, the opportunity to win one of these three bouquets will be amazing. So again, to enter the contest, just go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And if you'd like to order your own Paper Blossom by Mikkel, visit facebook.com slash Paper Blossoms by Mikkel. That's M-I-C-H-A-L. Welcome back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Paul and Brian. Hello.
2: Hey. Uh, if you haven't heard the trailer for our show, we definitely urge you to go check it out on iTunes, or you can go to www.datingourselvespodcast.com uh, to see all the other ways you can get our show. For the uninitiated, This show is about all the great things from our childhood, from music to TV, from fads to video games. We'll cover all that and everything in between.
0: Before the fun starts, we want to take a second to introduce ourselves. Uh, Each of us completed a questionnaire before the show um, to give you guys an idea of who we are, levels of nerdiness we've achieved.
1: Um, Adam, why don't we start with you? Sounds good. So as mentioned, my name is Adam. Adam. I am originally from the West Michigan area, but I now live in the greater Houston area. What makes it so great? Uh, I, Sorry? What
2: makes it so great?
1: <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I live outside of the Houston city proper. Ah, okay. I thought it was
0: because things are bigger in Texas.
1: Uh, well, that's true. That's true. Um, so, I, I live in the greater Houston area. Um As far as what I do, I am a teacher. The first movie I ever saw in the theaters was the animated film Fern Gully. That's the one with Uh, the blue cats and the
0: tree, right?
1: Yes, and the little like pixies or whatever, fairies. Um, (laughs) The first movie to ever give me nightmares was Lethal Weapon. (laughs) But (laughs) don't judge me on that one for whatever reason i just had remember this very vivid dream of getting chased by mel gibson and uh danny glover uh glover. danny glover yeah uh they they were like on the back of a uh garbage truck and then they started chasing me and trying to kill me so did the nail gun come into play No, and here's the weird part. I had never even seen the Lethal Weapon movies at that point. (laughs) Well, I had a very vivid uh, trailer for
2: for, uh, TV commercials. Um, That's true. And and Mel
1: Gibson's hair would definitely cause nightmares
2: for me as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that little 80s mullet he had going on, yeah, that was was a thing of nightmares. Uh, So the most recent movie I watched on VHS was Star Wars, the original cut with uh, Paul there. Uh, the first album I ever bought on CD with my own money was Americana by The Offspring. <laughs> Great album. That,
2: that makes you want yeah, to for a white guy, Adam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, and then uh, my favorite Nick tune was Rocco's Modern Life. Nice. nice. I don't know why. I just always appreciated the humor on that one. It was a good show. Oh, fish sticks. Uh, <laughs> yes
2: turn the page wash your hands turn the page wash your hands
1: <laughs> i think i was appreciated too that there was a lot of adult humor in that movie or in that uh tv show that uh kind of made it like on the down low side of it so it was an interesting show we'll we'll talk more about that later uh my favorite ninja turtle michelangelo he was the funniest one cowabunga mm-hmm.
2: he loves yeah. pizza man
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I think that was part of it. I shared his uh, aficionado-ness for pizza.
2: I always thought it was interesting that he was labeled as the party dude. Um, because, like, in your kid mind, like that's what a party is. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and just eating a bunch of pizza. Yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't, like, drunk or, like, snorting Coke off the back of, like, Donatello's shell or anything like that. <laughs> he just was, like, a regular dude. That's true. He just true. liked his pizza. That's There's a mental regular dude for... <laughs> <laughs> there's probably google images of that i don't know for certain but
1: probably we'll, we'll have to make this a, 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 a top search trend
2: <laughs>
0: well how would it not slide off the shell like where would you get a straight line I
2: mean, uh they're I right there's like they're like they're like scales on the shelf i don't know we're really getting way too deep (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) we'll talk about that when the turtles come up in in our topics
1: Uh, there you go we'll we'll add that to the topic um (laughs) so my uh where are we okay there we go uh favorite bygone uh fashion trend i always loved the starter jackets especially like the bulls and all that i love i loved those ones back in the day uh First thing I ever collected uh, was kind of a toss up. Uh, I really kind of collected Batman action figures, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and WWF action figures. Especially once uh, WWF action figures started to be made by Jax when they were like the taller, like the six inch figures with the kind of hard rubber instead of the like solid plastic that they used to be. You could kind of play with them a little easier.
0: Yeah. 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 There wasn't the rubber band in the center that snapped like the G.I. Joe's?
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So you didn't have, like, a loose body all of a sudden.
2: <laughs> Just a random pelvis floating around in your toy bin.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that belongs to the big boss man. I can't really tell, but, you know. <laughs> that looks like it the might. big boss
1: man's pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> Not
2: gonna go there. Not gonna go
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh the next one on here is most sought after pokemon card owned um mine was the charizard like the fully grown charizard that one was awesome and it had like the the uh background that like kind of sh- was shiny or whatever yeah, the, it was pretty- the, the,
2: the holographic
1: holographic there we go that one was yeah. pretty awesome um, next one favorite toy clearly marketed for girls uh, Easy Bake Oven, just because I like food and the fact that a toy could actually make food was pretty amazing. And, I, I, you know, I never really had much from the Easy Bake Oven, but at least it had like somewhat of a better taste than those really crappy rip-off uh, McDonald's toys. Where I was like, you can make <laughs> french fries at your own home, and it turns out it was like a piece of raw bread with a little <laughs> bit of salt sprinkled on it.
2: See, I thought you were going to say they tasted better than the Creepy Crawlers, which is yes. the, the,
1: the boy equivalent of the Easy Bake <laughs> yeah, Oven. Yeah, that's
2: true. <laughs> they so were just you... like melted plastic bugs. <laughs> do you have any
0: war stories or epic burns that were achieved by that, you know, light bulb?
1: Uh, you know, never for me, thankfully. But then again, like I said, I only uh, remember using an oven bake, uh, Easy Bake Oven like once, maybe. And it wasn't mine. I don't know who had it, but I remember playing with it at someone's house. Of course not. It's
0: like a moped. No one admits to owning it.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, Alright, uh, moving on. Next one. Rainy day activity from my childhood. Uh, my favorite was always playing Sonic the Hedgehog with my parents. Um, in fact, me and my mom spent one day uh, completing probably about 99% of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh we we got all the way to the final boss battle with Dr. Robotnik and we died. Oh that that still still haunts me to this day.
2: That game was always tough too, because there was no saving options, there was no password options. A lot of games at the time had like those passwords that you could like write down on like a piece of scrap paper and log back in later
1: right yeah so if you died there was no way you were getting back to that boss level without getting all the way back to it from the first level and
2: depending on how rainy of a day it was i mean i remember once playing sonic the hedgehog and i was pretty young and i think we were on like the oil ocean zone or metropolis or something like that something's pretty far into the game and then the power went out and it's like shit <laughs> <laughs> that's when you throw the controller through the tv yeah yeah and i had like five chaos emeralds or something and i'm like eight or nine years old and that i was doing pretty pretty damn good and and the power went
1: out oh so, that's brutal. anyway anyway I'll i'm sure we'll talk more about that uh pain of that <laughs> Uh, once we get to Sonic the Hedgehog, not, I'm is sure I'll come up with my therapist. So it'll get worked out some, <laughs> somewhere. <sure>. Or
2: <laughs>
1: somewhere it's going to come up. Wait, this isn't um, therapy.
2: <laughs> no, the, the group meets on uh, on Wednesdays. So you're, you're a day late.
1: <laughs> you guys weren't um, supposed to be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next one. Uh, my first aim screen name. Now, this one, I kind of had to cheat a little bit. I do not remember my first AIM screen name for the life of me. Uh, I racked my brain for several weeks trying to remember what it was and could not come up with it. So, the one I remember, kind of the most, uh, the the one I used. Was it for the life of me, though? Like, was it like a
2: verve pipe play on words?
1: (laughs) Uh, No, no, it was not. It was not. Uh, So, my, my. First screen name that I remember the one that I had basically like for the longest majority of time on instant messenger was phantom forever referencing phantom of the opera which came out uh, like my junior our, our junior year or senior year of high school and then uh, you know because it was the early 2000s and it was an aim screen name the four of course was the number 4 instead of the letter or the word for Gotcha. Gotcha. Because you, you couldn't use uh, the word four. You had to use the number four. Right.
0: right. Today's episode brought to you by the letter four. <laughs> <Yes, exactly. laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, favorite fast food chain uh, of the 90s was probably Taco Bell. Uh, like, that was right when they introduced the double decker taco, which to me was like the greatest invention of all time. Yeah, I don't think
2: my body digests Taco Bell after the 90s, I think. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: (laughs) I think I still have a lump of Taco Bell meat sitting in my stomach somewhere. (laughs) Um, One junk food item that my parents never let me eat. Uh, This wasn't until much, much later that I was able to start eating stuffed crust pizza. Uh, When it first came out, we were probably in like second or third grade And the way my parents uh, scared me off of it was they said that it was stuffed with goat cheese, which at the time sounded disgusting... And now, as an adult, I realize that that sounds pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> right. I love goat cheese. But at the time, I was like, ew, you don't want cheese from a goat. You want cheese from a cow where it's supposed to come from.
2: Right, right. Because <laughs> as mammals, you know, we just drink, you know, the milk of other
1: animals. You know, that's just exactly how do it. It's a weird yeah, thing exactly. when you really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, so yeah, stuffed crust pizza was the, uh, food item that I always wanted that I never could have as a kid, and thankfully, uh, probably a good thing, because that, that stuff's pretty gross nowadays, but, eh, you, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so the second to last question on our questionnaire is, ideal snack when I was 12, uh, Chex Mix. I had a absolute addiction to Chex Mix uh growing up. And I really probably still do. I just never remember to buy it anymore. But if I were still to buy it, I would probably go through a bag of it every day or two. It, it was crazy. And then uh last question on the questionnaire. Uh first celebrity crush was Amy Joe Johnson who you might remember as Kimberly or the Pink Ranger from the original (laughs) Power Rangers series. I doubt you're alone in that. (laughs) All right, and that is it for uh, my introduction. We're going to go over to our next host. Who wants it? Which
2: is Brian? Oh, sure, I I can go. That's great. Um, So my name's Brian. Uh, I am... Also from West Michigan, uh, I now live in Maryland, just outside of Washington, D.C. Um, I originally studied uh, in college to be a high school history teacher, was a history major. Uh, and Now I work in a business development role uh, in an educational technology firm. Um, <clears throat> The first movie I saw. Because that's in... what
0: you do with a history
2: degree. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, being a barista is really hard work. So, uh, so I found something a little bit more uh, to my skill set. Um, but anyway, uh, the first movie I vividly remember seeing in theaters was Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. And I vividly remember being at the movie theater. Uh, there, Back in Grand Rapids in the early 90s, there was a theater called Studio 28, um, which I'm sure we will definitely oh, talk about studios. as we go on with this uh, series, uh, but definitely remember being dropped off. It was kind of like that rainy, snowy, slushy stuff coming down, and I vividly remember going there. But I know, I also, from hearing from my parents, that I saw Rockadoodle, uh, which is an animated movie with kind of a, an Elvis rooster. um
1: do not remember it's that a, one it's a at
2: all. It's pretty good. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's up there um, with
0: all dogs go to heaven.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, um, so the first movie to give me nightmares um, is actually not an 80s or 90s movie. It was The Fantastic Voyage, which um, for the uninitiated <laughs> is a movie about, I want to say this guy was like, either he was shot or he had some really rare disease. I can't remember what the problem was, but he was dying. And the only way to save him was to take a submarine and shrink it down and then pump the submarine with a syringe into this guy's body. And so there's like this this crew that's going through his body and they can see like the inside of his heart and they go through all of his guts and stuff like that. Well, there's a scene in there where uh, the sub gets attacked by a white blood cell and uh, eats one of the crew members, you know, because it thinks that it's a virus, you know, and... uh, (laughs) Yeah, that that was that was really traumatizing. Um I don't really know why. I don't yeah, I don't anticipate ever being shrunk down into someone's bloodstream. But uh <laughs> if it ever happens, that's what I'm gonna be looking for, is those little those little white blood cell shits. Um, <laughs> But, uh, the, the most recent movie I watched on VHS is, uh, the Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy starring oh. like seven or eight of the main characters <laughs> Great movie. and also Richard Simmons. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Dave Chappelle, a very young Dave Chappelle. Well, Dave Chappelle was actually in it. I, I was, I was saying that, uh, that Richard Simmons was played by Eddie Murphy. It's
1: amazing. <laughs> I guess. Like he,
2: he did everybody. He was, he was the grandma. He was, you know, his, his own dad. Um crazy um so first album i bought i have one for cassette and one for cd so uh the cd one is over yeah the cd one is less exciting but very 90s was the presidents of the united states of america so they did the song peaches and lump and naked and famous um but then i also had before that bought on cassette was uh weird al yankovic's bad hair day which had gump on it instead of lump uh you also had
1: amish oh, yeah. paradise as well as amish <laughs> yeah. paradise the night yep. santa went crazy all, all the classic tunes um still one of my favorite songs ever by him was this night santa went crazy oh yeah
2: that's full oh, of yeah. uh cheer and uh and you know amputations and lots of uh <laughs> lo- yeah <Flame> <laughs> Burgers,
1: <laughs> death destruction mayhem a little
2: mistletoe <laughs>
1: Everything you want (laughs) on the Christmas (laughs) season. Exactly. Um, So my favorite Nick
2: tune um, at the time was Ren and Stimpy. And for whatever reason, they always aired in syndication on Nickelodeon Sunday morning, right during church. Um, And so my dad used to stay home to get some work done. And my mom and my brother and I would go to church. And he would record all the episodes. This is before TiVo and anything like that, or On Demand. So he would just stay home and record the episodes, so we would watch them when we got home. Um, I, I don't really know exactly what to make of all of that, but it was, it was very awesome. Uh, it was a good for, show, for like, but
1: very, yeah. very dark. In, in
2: hindsight, uh, Doug is now probably my favorite just because i don't know i learned a lot about what high school what i you know thought it was going to be like through the eyes of doug um so so it was really influential and looking back on it i can kind of remember like oh yeah this is what i thought when dot 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 um anyway my favorite ninja turtle uh same as adam uh michelangelo he's a party dude um so love him uh my favorite bygone fashion trend was the bedhead messy hair and the Dep hair gel like Dep 9 Dep 10 <laughs> and you'd like make about your them. hair like concrete oh yeah it was all in the crazy colors and it like just stunk like like fake flowers like um the the first thing i collected i was not nearly as uh, as privileged as Adam to have my all these action figures i just had rocks so i would uh <laughs> And in Michigan, you do get a lot of variety in rocks with different, like, gypsum, and then you go up north, you can get Petoskey stones, and so uh, that was always really interesting for me. Um, at one point, I wanted to be, like, a paleontologist or an archaeologist, and then I started watching Friends and saw how everyone made fun of Ross, and that kind of kind of killed that dream. But,
1: <laughs> I'm glad um... <laughs> that your life choices were made by Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah but ross, ross is obviously the person to look to towards your career goals
2: yes that's what what not to do history major yeah right yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit more recent than paleontology you know so uh uh the most sought after pokemon card that i owned there used to be a place i want to say it was called the emporium in Grand Rapids mm-hmm. that used to have all sorts of collectibles. And we actually went there because um, my brother and I were kind of completionists. We kind of had to have the whole shebang. Um, and we had bought so many packs and just had all these stupid, like, water cards. And, like, I don't know how many damn, like, you know, pidgeys we had. But I really wanted one of the legendary birds. So I, I got a Zapdos. I spent all my allowance money on it because it was, like, $80. Um, it was crazy, but, um, it was awesome. It was holographic and I think it's still in my parents' basement nice. in one of those like, uh, collector card books. Yeah. Nice. My favorite toy clearly marketed for girls, um, which apparently Paul just saw the new movie re- very recently, uh, is my little pony. Um, cool. and that's, that's a great story. Cause, uh, this is probably 1989 I want to say. And, uh, the only kid like in my neighborhood that was my age was this little girl who lived down the street. And so my mom and her mom would have like coffee together and we'd like play and, and uh, she just had girl toys, you know? And so my little pony was pretty cool. So my mom took us to target or something like that to do some errands. And I I really wanted a my little pony. So I got the little blue one and I brought it home and I'm playing with it. And GI Joe or he man or something is riding on the back of, of this blue My Little Pony. Uh, maybe, the, maybe it was Optimus Prime. I don't remember who was riding My Little Pony, but my dad um, told me to go play outside, and in the meantime, <laughs> threw the toy away. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this actually might be a therapy session between <laughs> the power going out during Sonic 2 and uh, and My My Little Pony getting thrown away. What, what I'm leaning from deepness,
1: this, though, Brian, is apparently you were the first brony. You were the original brony yes so um i
2: seem to have extra questions that you guys didn't have um because my favorite vintage video game i don't remember adam answering that um but it's the same as your favorite rainy day activity it was sonic the hedgehog um as you can tell i we've been talking a lot about it Uh, mario's great zelda's great but like sonic the hedgehog for me is just like that that's where it's at the music was good the animation was good um And specifically, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was awesome. I don't know how many people remember Sonic and Knuckles, where it had, like, the connector thing on top of the cartridge, and you could plug other games into Mm it. Um, And if you plug Sonic 3 into Sonic and Knuckles, it unlocked, like, all the Sonic 3 and all the Sonic and Knuckles levels back to back to back to back. And it was awesome, because you got to play through Sonic 3 levels as Knuckles, which you wouldn't be able to do in the original game so that was really exciting uh my f- first aim screen name um we thought we were really cool there was a shirt at hot topic called smokey and it was all these like burnt out like pokemon characters <laughs> and uh i i made up one named ballasor and so my my first screen name was
1: ballasor
2: as you can lastly <laughs> It was not a bulb on his back. Um, you can fill in what you think <laughs> might have been on his back, but it was not a tether ball, a wiffle ball, or any other type of athletic ball. Um, anyway, um, my favorite fast food chain from the 90s was Fazoli's, and it's still oh. like one of my favorites, and they're so hard to find these days. There's so few of them now.
1: I uh, uh, kinda... I, I actually found one in indiana i believe it was or illinois one of the two i think it was illinois actually uh when i was driving back to michigan from uh, texas a few summers ago and uh i it tasted amazing when i was eating it and then i regretted it about an hour later
2: yeah see that's one of those restaurants you definitely have to go close to home like you don't want to be like a three or four hour drive still to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having eaten yeah, like no 12 extremely greasy breadsticks you know that's that's not oh and good
1: those shit. breadsticks were amazing yeah, yeah. Um, for, for those of you who don't know brian and i uh, we actually used to run cross country together in high school we did and uh one of our friday activities uh was a carbo load where All the team would go, like the coach and all the team would go to Fazoli's and we would just carb load uh, for the races on Saturdays. And that was always the best.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a terrible idea.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it mostly worked its way out of your system before the race. One, one just to confirm the race was the next day
0: or you did this before you ran <laughs> the next day the next the day the next day yes <laughs> cuz if you want a record score out of me the portage johns on the finish line you'll never see
2: me cross it <laughs> so one one last little tangent about cross country before i move on to my last remaining questions um there was a kid and he was uh, a German exchange student that was on the team, me and Adam's freshman year of high school. Yep. Kid was super nice. and But English was not his first language, so he didn't necessarily understand slang or American idioms or phrases. And so our coach was like, you know what? Um, I want you guys to give 100% tomorrow. Just like give it your all. It's a big race. Give it 100%. And so this German exchange student did just that, and he didn't eat any breakfast. He did like he was so nervous because he wanted to give a hundred percent. Like he just was so driven. And cross country is it's five kilometers or three point one miles, and I think he probably got two point nine seven miles into this race and was literally giving it all he had. And you could see the finish line like at the bottom of this hill. It's it's just downhill. I mean, it, and he just. Passed out and just fell like a sack of shit, like just guys, just, guys, <laughs> oh, just I mean, it, it's like in Raiders where they open the arc and like everyone just faces melt and they just all fall to the floor together. That's what it was like. Is he just dumped right there? Poor German um, kid's face melts it right up. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't really mean to make that connection between Germans and, <laughs> and Raiders. Like, <laughs> that's not really what I meant to do. But anyway, um, um the one junk food item that my parents never let me have and it's mostly my mother never let us have anything with cream filling especially oreos like and even to this day that's still something that like she'll kind of like turn her head in like that mom sort of way and shake her finger like you know now brian you know that's full of crisco and calories and it's just nothing but but bad for you like and um we still can't eat oreos at my mom's house, like that—that that is that's not allowed. <laughs> so, anytime I go to McDonald's and I'm going to get a McFlurry, you bet your ass every time I go, it's gonna be a cream <laughs> cream. Oreo McFlurry. Brian's
1: actually got a hidden <laughs> stash at his uh, apartment or condo of uh, of uh, Oreos, it's like hidden <laughs> under the floorboards in case his mom ever comes. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it- like a speakeasy here, you know? You
2: gotta flip the furniture <laughs> around. Like, this is a Nabisco friendly house. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um my last question, my first celebrity crush, I have no idea how to pronounce Larissa's last name, but she was the star of the secret world of Alex Mack. And I think which made her particularly interesting, even a little bit more than Kimberly from the Power Rangers, is that she her she basically had some like weird power where she would melt into like liquid and be able to move all around and hmm. um but when she like reformed like like t-1000 reforms from the liquid um <laughs> she would be completely naked and as like a 10 <laughs> year old boy i'm like that's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> it was on nickelodeon so obviously you know that that uh was always on um yeah so we watched quite a bit of of that but yeah so that's my uh, my first crush um those formative. So you're years. crossing
0: your fingers for the HBO remake? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, Paul, um, I think you have avoided the Axe Fall so far, so how about, how about you give it a turn?
0: I was hoping to just skate through this into the next part. <laughs> no <laughs> Not such luck. <so> <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, uh, I'm Paul. I'm from West Michigan. I now live in slightly more east-west Michigan. <laughs>
1: um he he's moved down the road
0: and it makes me sad <laughs> um oh i uh studied criminal justice so of course i'm now a computer systems engineer because when you get out of the police academy that's what you do because there's no jobs so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yay michigan <laughs> so <laughs> the first movie i saw in theaters was robocop 2 oh uh, my gosh! i have really? a hard
2: time believing yeah that. really <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was totally.
2: <laughs> did you have like one so of those like years, fake like... mustaches, like the little disguise thing, wearing a big trench coat and like sneak in? Or how how did you get
1: even well, into the you movie? You could see rated R movies with your family back at that time. Uh, my uncle took me. Okay,
0: um, he was babysitting. He wanted to see it. I liked the cartoon series that came out to promote the movie, yep. and somehow
1: <laughs> they thought it was a good idea. Marvel Action Universe. I remember. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Marvel and, Action Universe.
1: Uh, obviously the. Uh, RoboCop cartoon was very uh, graphic and horrible, like the uh, actual films, right? That's why they had on Saturday
2: yeah. mornings, yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <course. laughs>
0: so I, uh, it was actually not until a few years later, or I should say, I was probably in my teens when I finally like hit two and two that that was the first movie because I remembered a lot of going to the theater and then I repressed like most of the movie and then uh (laughs) i was watching like the cable edited version when i was in my teens and all of a sudden it just hit me it's like holy crap i saw that movie in theaters (laughs) and uh so first movie to give me nightmares robocop 2 the uh, part the the same movie the part where the yeah (laughs) the same the part where the hooker stomps the guy's eye see that's the thing i remembered about i remember seeing a movie in theaters and i remembered the part where they you know pass some you know ladies of the night on the job and a guy says some off color (laughs) comment to him and then a whole bunch of girls uh swarm him they push him to the ground and then one of them bashes his eye in with her high heel and then robocop shows up and i distinctly remember the part that part of the movie but I, i never put two and two together right away as to which movie it was that i saw in theaters until years later um the most recent movie I watched on VHS, it was not terribly long ago because I don't think it's on DVD yet, and that was Oblivion, which was a uh, space western. It was done by the same people that did Puppet Masters. Uh, it's a Moonlight Studios, Moonlight Productions. They did a whole bunch of low budget direct to video movies um, in the all throughout the nineties. Nice. Um, First album I bought. I, I took this as the first album I purchased with like my own money that I saved up for, um, because there mm-hmm. were probably tapes before this that you know I you know conned my parents into getting for me. But the first one that I saved and sought after was Bad Hair Day. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> me too. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's a classic right there, man. It is.
0: It's a great album. I still listen to it. It's sitting next to me on my desk now. <laughs> It's harder to find a tape player.
2: Yeah, well, I remember friends of mine had the CD, and I remember the CD was, like, the actual disc itself was Weird Al, like, in this weird kind of, like, almost, like, spread eagle Egyptian crazy pose, and the hole for the CD itself was, like, right in the middle of his chest.
1: Yep, yep, I I had that on CD and that you're exactly right. Uh, Favorite Nicktoon was
0: Rugrats. Great one. Uh, favorite Ninja Turtle was Splinter because screw the Turtles.
2: Oh man, that's cheating, man!
0: No, I hey, I I it's couldn't a, pick a favorite turtle. If, if I if you if you made me do it, it would be Raphael because he hated the rest of the Turtles as much as I did. God, it's such a pessimist, Paul i loved the movie i never got into the cartoon show i watch it now with my kids and they love it and i have a better affinity of it but like the 80s cartoon you didn't like I, i i was more into marvel action universe i enjoyed it i watched it when it was on but it was not like a big part of my childhood the video games more so than the show okay that's fair um favorite uh bygone fashion trend i don't know if this was ever actually a trend or just me but i really miss hawaiian shirts and i used to have a different hawaiian shirt for every day of the week plus one for after gym class i
2: actually i actually remember that um and i always thought hawaiian shirts were really cool especially in the late 90s with uh with the ace ventura thing um people that knew me around the age of like nine or ten um, can probably attest to how truly <laughs> obsessed I was with Jim Carrey, um, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> but especially Ace Ventura. Like for whatever those reason, those movies were
1: like, I don't know. I would like do the walk down the hall. I, I think I, oh, I think it's right, it was right around when I actually met you, Brian, and I very distinctly remember that. <laughs> I uh, I
0: remember oh, your no. Ace Ventura Halloween costume from many years ago. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes i did an ace ventura and i had the mask costume which was like an adult costume and i was like you know four seven and like 80 pounds and i'm wearing like this man's medium costume this big yellow zoot suit that's like dragging behind me <laughs> um, oh good times good times
0: uh first thing i collected and i still collect is uh tops movie trading cards it's you know, like a baseball card, but they would put them out to promote a movie. and okay. uh, I remember the uh, Michael Keaton Batman movie. There were four series of cards oh, and just yeah. like just like Brian, I was a completionist, and I just finished the fourth series. like within the last like three or four years, I finally got like the last four cards I was missing.
1: Okay, so that wasn't my my first collector thing. But that might be my most recent one because now that I know that there is a 1989 Batman card series, I may be buying all of them. So <laughs> goodbye to all my paychecks because I'm sure I'm going to have to pay a ton for them. The most, oh,
0: uh, the most sought after one by me that I, or you know, that I really wanted that I just got now was the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s. They did a whole trading card run for that, and I also just finally finished that oh collection this year too. And you want to talk about some weird looks when you go into the hobby store and you're looking for cards like, yeah, you got any uh, John Leguizamos in green? (laughs) (laughs) The one with the rocket boots, please. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Most sought after Pokemon card? I have never owned a Pokemon card.
2: Really? Wow. That's a big rock you lived under, sir. Yeah. I like oh, I played Starry. the Game Boy games. I
0: just I the the only trading card game that I ever collected or played was Magic. I never did Yu Gi Oh. I never did the DBZ game. I just did Magic cards. I never wanted to do anything else because the cards were so expensive that I just picked one and stuck with it. That's fair.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true.
0: So. Um favorite toy clearly marketed for girls mall madness board game
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um I would still play it if someone could produce a copy, <laughs> so for our I'm listeners sure that's
1: a hint it. right there
2: yeah i I definitely remember that game, and I remember uh what was the other one with the phone uh, uh dream
1: date or dream phone something
2: like that yeah, something like that i'm I'm sure it's a topic that's been submitted i'd have to I'd have to look but um anyway yeah those games were were like very much guilty pleasures for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs)
0: um rainy day favorite rainy day activity from childhood uh recording and cataloging movies off cable (laughs) i like that not even just recording cataloging (laughs) as well (laughs) I had a Vic 20, and I would print my own labels. When you had to buy label cardstock, and you had to line it up just right. My oh gosh, I
2: remember that!
0: Oh, wow. And I still have all those tapes. <laughs> I, That's I'm an slowly tra-
2: process. Oh my
0: god! I'm slowly transitioning them to DVD, just because I want to keep them with like the '90s commercials and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you want to watch Marvel Action Universe, I think I'm the only person that still has it. I've tried to buy it. I can't
1: find it. Really? <laughs>
2: wow. We'll have to talk one of these days uh, about like the, our favorite from the Marvel Action Universe too cuz there's Oh there's yeah, lot, there are quite a few. A lot a few. of great series. But um
0: first a- AOL screen name, Paul891.
2: Wow. I Paul.
0: They suggested 891. I kept it. And to this day, whenever I have to do a screen name, if the name I don't want or if the name I want isn't available, I just add 891. Really?
1: <laughs> so it stuck um, around.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, favorite fast food chain? I was going to comp out and say McDonald's because that probably is my current favorite, but from the area, I loved Olé Taco, and
2: I still miss oh, Olé Taco. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty amazing. I,
0: I want a bean and beef burrito like it's nobody's business, and no one has ever... It, it's not even that it was that special. It just tasted different than anything else, mm-hmm. and I've never found a, a comparable item. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, something was just slightly different about it than most uh bean and burrito you know cheese burritos
0: um junk food my parents never let me eat elephant ears in fact i think i was married before i finally had an elephant ear
1: (laughs) that that is a uh fourth of july tradition for me and my dad we always go into the uh fourth of july uh parade but we don't go for the parade we go for the elephant ear and then we pretty much turn around and go home that's a lot of
2: hassle to park down there just to to get an elephant here (laughs) probably buy them at costco by like the dozen
1: but it's not as fun when you don't have to go through all the effort now we 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 park behind the old middle school in that neighborhood behind the middle school and walk down it's not that hard to get there
2: gotcha gotcha
1: Illegally parked.
2: That's the way to do it.
1: Good, yes, good lesson exactly. to you We actually to you. park on somebody's <laughs> lawn and then walk. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> ideal snack food when I was 12, Cheeto paws. Oh, oh my gosh,
1: I forgot about those. So good.
0: They bring them back every once in a blue moon, and I always grab them as soon as I see them. They're no different than any other Cheetos. They're just more like a puff than the normal Cheeto.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, first celebrity crush, Sigourney Weaver, Ghostbusters
2: Oh, wow That's, that's pretty awesome That is That's pretty awesome Very unique <laughs> So, but, really? but but it was definitely Ghostbusters <laughs> and, and not Alien, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was definitely Ghostbusters <laughs> Okay That's Making probably sure.
1: a good call <laughs> Gotcha,
2: gotcha Cool um, So, for today's uh, episode we've decided to do a specially themed topic.
0: That's right. Uh, today is December 17th, which is the anniversary of the debut of The Simpsons. The Simpsons characters had been around for a couple of years by this point because they were shorts on the Tracy Allman show. But um, this was the debut of the first episode of the half hour series. And the show is near and dear to all three of us. We grew up with it. Um and we figured no better way to honor it than to do a top three list with the remaining time.
1: Absolutely. So without further ado, let's jump into today's topic. Favorite Simpsons episode of all time. We'll probably start with the... or Sorry, we'll start with probably the biggest Simpsons nerd of our group, which is Paul. So Paul, go ahead and take it away.
0: Uh huh.
1: <laughs> so...
0: My, um, I'm going to start with number three since we're counting down and I have to say number three for me is from the eighth season. It's also the 18th episode and that is Homer versus the 18th amendment. That, that is it's also the episode. on my list. <laughs> I, I figured it was on all three of your lists, but I couldn't bring myself yeah. to change it. Yeah, it's not on mine because it's, that's it's a not great one episode I am surprised. That,
2: that would definitely be an honorable mention, but yeah, go on, go on. So
0: it was the episode where uh, Bart gets drunk accidentally at the St. Patrick's Day parade and they ban booze from the town. And um, Homer becomes a uh, bootlegger to supply um, booze to Moe's speakeasy, uh, which he fronted as a pet store. Yep. And then <laughs> yes. um, the, the police brought in um, Rex Banner to track <laughs> down... To track down the bootleggers and end the flow of booze to their town. That's a and that's a great
2: episode. Oh, it
1: is! It's a ab- absolutely fantastic episode, and uh, I I just love like some of the like awkward humor from that episode. Like there's the scene uh, speaking of the speakeasy where uh, Rex Banner comes in and he's giving them all the the sh- you know the spiel about how. Uh, alcohol's bad and everything and everyone's holding their beers behind their hand and he says something and they all cheer and raise their glasses <laughs> and quickly put everything behind their back again
0: <laughs> well it's like two in the morning and he goes what kind of pet shop is open at two in the morning that's right and the people in the bar go the best damn pet shop in town <laughs> And hey! everyone,
1: everyone raises their glasses the other one i love is when uh Rex is standing up on top of uh, there. It would be the uh, Springfield sign, kind of like the Hollywood sign, and he's uh, you know kind of doing like one of those monologues, like they used to do in the fifties detective. Uh, yep. Movies. Ragnet era. Yeah, yeah. Where they kind of do like the voiceover, and he says something along the lines of "I'm gonna catch you, Beer Baron," and all of a sudden you hear Homer from off in the distance go, "No, you won't." No, you won't. <laughs> Rex goes, "Yes, I will," and you just hear Homer go, "Oh." <laughs> that always made me laugh. I've seen that uh, episode probably fifteen times, and I still laugh every time I hear that. So, Adam, is that your number three episode as well? Uh, That actually is, hold on, let me
0: pull up my list here. It's three episodes. You have four pages of notes. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe that is actually my number two episode. So, so Adam, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is actually uh, Treehouse of Horror 4. From Season 5, Episode 5. Original air date was October 28th, 1993. And now, uh, you know, Treehouse of Horror was always a great episode. Like, for those of you that don't watch The Simpsons, it's their Halloween special. And it was always consisted of several short, uh, stories as opposed to one long, continuous episode. And, uh, for whatever reason, this one just always stuck out to me. The, uh... This one had three stories that it told. The first one was uh, the one where Homer sells his soul to the devil for a donut and ends up <laughs> being force-fed donuts by the devil, and then eventually <laughs> yep. has his head turned into a donut by the devil. And And then, of course, because he's Homer, he eats his own head as uh, the episode goes on. Um, but the two that always I, I really always liked were the second and third segments, which the second segment was kind of a play on that old um, Twilight Zone episode with uh, Shatner where it was like there's something on the wing of the plane and there was that little like gremlin <laughs> thing. Well, this one was a gremlin on the bus and it was taking the wheels off of the bus as um, Otto was driving down the road and Bart was the only one that could see this particular gremlin. Um, and it just it was absolutely hysterical, and there's a great scene with uh Hans Moleman, who happens to be driving a gremlin car, and uh Bart <laughs> yells something about there's a gremlin on the side of the bus in auto without even thinking just turns and runs him off the road <laughs> 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 and then uh, my my absolute favorite and this is just because it's one of my all time favorite movies anyway, was there kind of rip off or, or spawn of uh, kind of a mix of Dracula and the Shining. Uh, mm. So in that particular one, Mr. Burns was a vampire, and they go to his house, and they uh, eventually decide that they have to uh, kill him uh, in order to you know get rid of him. But uh, there's a great scene in there where Homer and all of them are standing at the elevators waiting for the elevator to come down and all of a sudden it opens up and just like in the shining a giant pool of blood comes flying out of it and burns without batting an eye goes oh that's weird the blood usually gets off on a different floor like totally not even surprised that there's a pool of blood <laughs> coming out of there. and then there's that of the course scene, the-
2: that the scene with the the mackleberry twins too right at, oh at, yeah. Know, yeah yeah just like in the in the shining except it was you know it was Sherry and Terry, which I, right. I thought was yeah. so funny. <laughs> and
1: then the uh, other part that always cracked me up was when they finally open up the casket or, or the uh, coffin and Burns is in there and Homer is going to deal the the final blow to kill Mr. Burns. Uh, and he's got his uh, his uh, wooden stake and he starts smashing and he's screaming and everything. And then nothing's happened. And Lisa just goes, uh, Dad, that's his crotch. And then he very awkwardly Moves the stake up to his heart Kills him finally
0: The part you kind of skipped over That was always one of my favorite lines Of the whole series Is uh, when he finally discovers that In order to end the curse he has to kill Mr. Burns And he's talking with Lisa And he goes, kill my boss Do I dare live out the American dream?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that, that's great (laughs) <laughs> oh, so, uh, so
2: my number three episode is, uh, it aired season seven, episode seven, which was November 5th, 1995, and it's an episode called King Size Homer, and that's the episode where Homer hears that he could be able to work from home on disability <laughs> if he gets fat enough, um, <laughs> and so... He goes to see Dr. Nick, which is one of my all-time favorite, like, side characters in The Simpsons. Like, hi, everybody! Hi, everybody! I love Dr. Nick!
1: Hi, he's Dr. The- Nick!
2: <laughs> and uh, his whole test of rubbing food on paper, and if the paper comes clear, that's the food you should be eating. Um, <laughs> that That's pretty great. And so, and then Homer, of course, he's weighing himself every day, and it's, it's like this really inspirational music, and, and he finally uh, gets... Right about to his goal, and then Bart points out that his stomach is sitting on the towel rack, and he's actually well pat. I want to say it was three hundred pounds. I don't remember what the I actual. I think mark so. Is. Um, but yeah, he ended up being like three twenty or something like that when, his, when he finally pulls his stomach off the <laughs> off the bar. Um, and of course, he's at home, and he's he's got his muumu because that's you know he went to the the fat man store and got the <laughs> moo and the fat hat. And uh, the job is just clicking yes or no. Um, do you want to regulate the temperature of the, uh, of the reactor? Yes or no? And, uh, you know, he has this little water bird that handles it for him. Um, <laughs>
1: that was my favorite of course, part of the episode. Yeah, just push that course, little bird. Right, right. And so at some point, I think he goes to
2: like the movies or the mall or something like that. And he comes home and the bird's been knocked over and the reactor's about to blow up. And so he's trying to call like the plant or 911 or something. <laughs> and the operator's like, uh, your fingers, uh, the fingers you've used have been t- are too fat to press the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my number three. Um, Paul, you want to go with your number two? Yeah. So uh,
0: my number two is from the same uh, season, season eight. It's episode two, and it's you only move twice. So that's that's actually on that my the... list
2: too. That's actually on my list. <laughs> <laughs> my all-time so... favorite, actually. But yeah, go on.
0: It's it's up there for me, but not quite number one. Um, so it's the episode where um, Homer gets offered a job with Scorpio Corporation, and they move to a whole separate end of, or a whole separate city. And it turns out that Hank Scorpio is a supervillain of a, like a Bond style supervillain. I think they and even have
2: James Bond in the episode, don't they? They well. do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Homer kills him. <laughs> yes, he yeah, does. that's right. <laughs> right. Because Bond escapes in one of his, like, lavish, ex- expensive ways, and then as he's running out the door, he bumps into Homer, and Hank goes, grab him, and he punches him, and then the uh, the henchmen carry him away. <laughs> yep, yep. But the... I won't go too much into it since it's your number one, but I, one of the parts of the episode that I really loved is, so they finally went to a place where Homer was excelling at everything in life and everyone else around him was miserable. And it's kind of like a common theme in the series that everything happens to Homer. And when it doesn't happen, then everybody, it, it breaks down. Everybody else kind of goes awry. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause I remember Lisa had like terrible allergies and yep. I, I'd, I'd like to talk about the leg up program in a minute, um, but but that's probably my favorite part of the whole episode is that um, that that and Homer's dream of one day owning the Dallas Cowboys. That that's
0: uh, <laughs> yes. And then Hank buys him a team at the end, and I can't remember who it the was, Denver but he was
1: really Broncos. pissed. Yeah, the Denver was Broncos. The Broncos. That's what it was. <laughs> You're like Marge,
2: you just don't get football. <laughs> <laughs> ugh
1: Awesome. So, so, Adam, what's your number two? Uh, we already talked about my number two. Uh, that was Homer versus oh. the 18th Amendment. Gotcha, gotcha. So my number two was an, uh
2: season seven, episode 24, uh, aired on May, I think I wrote 19th. Yeah, it looks like 19th. May 19, 1996. Um, and as most people know, I'm a big 90s music junkie, so it should be no surprise that Homer Palooza uh, was made, made <laughs> by top three. Um, and that episode, of course, you know, it involves Homer and he takes over the carpool um, and the kids all make fun of him because he's so old and lame and, you know, the, the typical dad uh, not listening to cool music and stuff like that. And they have this flashback where he goes back to when he was cool, like when he was a teenager and his friends are fitting out a, a VW bus and they call it the second base mobile. Um, I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but the the idea is that you know there's the whole music festival, um, you know basically Lollapalooza, and Homer becomes one of the sideshow acts. Uh, he gets shot in the stomach uh, by a cannon accident. I want to say it was Peter Frampton had a pig that got shot out of the cannon. I believe so. And, yeah, and it accidentally goes off early and hits Homer in the stomach, and everyone's like, "Wow, that's amazing! Like you should do this for for an act." And, uh, so that's basically the whole show is him going on the road and being, being the cannon man. Uh, so I, I always really liked the episode. Um, I, I really liked the line and I didn't remember it until recently rewatching it, but, um, where Homer starts talking about being jive turkeys, uh, oh. cause I used to work with a guy, uh, his name was Otis and he was like 84 years old and he would actually call people jive turkeys. <laughs> um, so that was really humorous for me. Um. But yeah, um, and then when they, when the kids, when Bart and, uh, Lisa go to, to the music festival, um, they say it smells like Otto's jacket. And that was, I thought that was pretty, pretty clever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then of course the, the very last time, uh, Homer gets hit by the cannon and like his stomach's rumbling. It's like, Oh, that doesn't seem too good. And the, the sideshow manager is like, Oh my God, you know, I take care of my people. I'm, I'm going to call you a vet. <laughs> 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 I got to send him to a doctor. I got to send him to the vet. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my second all time favorite episode. Um, so yeah, um, who wants to go for number one first? Because oh. I guess I already, I guess I already started doing mine, so I can, I can, because it's the same as Paul's number two. So, uh-huh. um, so I'll just finish yeah, out some, just of my, some of my notes from "You Only Move Twice." Um, so the, the town of Cypress Creek had the school, uh, and Bart uh, went to the school and was asked to do a, a word problem. And he couldn't read the cursive on the board, so they sent him to the remedial group, which was called the Leg Up Program. And they uh, they sing this song called "I Like Me," which <laughs> I think is the best. <laughs> and they have the circular paper, so they can't hurt themselves. Um, so I I always really liked that. Um, and Hank Scorpio, what what a what a character that guy was! Oh, I mean, absolutely! He used, like salt and sugar and creamer and everything, just in his pants pockets and uh trust falls yeah <laughs> yeah the trust ball he <laughs> takes the phone call <laughs> sport jacket with denim jeans <laughs> yep yep he I, claimed he made it popular that's right <laughs> um and then the one other major quote from it that i really thought was funny is that apu comes because they're trying to sell their house and he comes by he's like oh hi apu he's like well i'm not interested in buying your house i just want to like go to your bathroom, rummage through your things, um, you know, touch all your magazines, and like, ha-ha, how do you like it? And then he runs away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Apu was always an underrated character. He was pretty good in that show. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what, was. What's, what's your number one? Still is. Well,
2: that's true. true. What's
1: your number one, Adam? Uh, my number one is... Uh, one of the earlier episodes, it was episode... Or, sorry, season two, uh, episode 21. It was Bart the Daredevil, in which uh, Homer <laughs> takes uh, Bart to a truck rally featuring uh which yep. is this <laughs> giant robotic dinosaur that would eat the, uh, the, the cars and stuff like that at the monster truck rally. And Bart sees this uh this uh uh daredevil and uh the guy by the name of Lance Murdoch and he does this crazy trick and Bart becomes uh all of a sudden obsessed with it and he wants to do it and so he decides that he's going to become a daredevil and his goal is going to be to jump the Springfield Gorge on his skateboard and so of course he goes out to the Springfield Gorge and he's going to try and do it and Homer finally comes to the rescue and he stops him from um, going off the edge of it. But as he's having this like very nice heart-to-heart talk with him, he accidentally steps onto the skateboard and starts rolling backwards and goes flying into the Springfield Gorge and then spends the next like 15 seconds falling down every single cliff ledge little rock whatever <laughs> it breaks every bone on the way down <laughs> and that one always just uh i i always I, I don't know why that uh episode always resonated with me so much but i always just loved it and i uh, like there's a great scene where uh bart goes to see lance murdoch at the hospital after uh his daredevil trick went wrong and he yep. broke all these bones and Lance Murdoch is laying in there with a body cast and he asked, uh, Bart asked him for an autograph. So he's like sitting with a pencil in his mouth talking about what he's writing as he's writing it down. And he's like just kind of scratching this message onto a piece of paper for Bart. And that always just cracked me up. <laughs> What I loved about that scene
0: is the whole reason that he was at the hospital, his parents were trying to discourage him from becoming a daredevil. Uh, And Lance was like, Marge, if you don't mind, give me a moment with the boy. And as soon as she's out of the room, he's like, dude, chicks dig scars. The United States of America has the greatest healthcare system in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You have no reason not to do this. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And uh, here's an interesting fact. So, uh, you know, this is my number one on my list. This is also on record as being Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons' favorite episode of The Simpsons as well. I did not
2: realize that. Yep,
1: and he he used the uh, footage of Homer falling down the Springfield Gorge in uh, multiple episodes. They they called that back quite a bit. Well, Paul, I think uh, that just leaves you.
0: So my number one is Treehouse of Horror 3, it's season four episode five october 29th uh it was the year they started it was the year after that most of the halloween episodes aired like the sunday after halloween and they came up with that promo they ran for years where the (laughs) halloween isn't over until the simpsons say it over Yep. right right so this is the this is the last episode before they fell into that but um it was uh, a bunch of segmented stories and it was um, the power goes out at the Springfield house and each person is telling a different ghost story because they can't watch monster movies on cable uh-huh. with the power being out. Um, some notable ones is they did. a. I love zombies and I think the, my I honestly think my love of zombies comes from this episode. Because there was a segment where Bart uh, finds an occult section at the school library and uh, checks out a uh, book of spells and uses it. He's trying to bring Snowball 2 back to life and he raises the dead from the grave. And um, there's a great scene when homer's just going through and he's blasting zombies and it's all like george washington and famous characters throughout history and then he turns and he shoots flanders and lisa (laughs) goes dad you killed the zombie flanders and homer goes he was a zombie (laughs)
1: Uh, that
0: was always my favorite line from that episode my actual favorite line is they – so they realize they have to go back to the library to get the book to undo the spell. And Homer takes his shotgun and he cocks it and he sticks it in the air and he points to the car with the gun. He says, to the book depository. <laughs> they're all, that's There's only two times I've ever heard of a library being referred to as a book depository. Yes. And I think
2: you can guess the other yeah, one. Yeah, the other one's in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: So I and I don't know why, but that's just to this day, whenever we're getting in the car, I always say to the book depository, and <laughs> people just stare at me. But um, another notable one from that episode is they did a retelling of King Kong uh, with Homer as Kong and Grandpa told the story. Mm-hmm.
2: That's awesome. I remember that. Um,
0: yeah. But all in all, the, the zombie segment is why it's my number one.
2: That's that's pretty awesome, yeah. I think The Simpsons in a lot of ways really, like, it just touched on so many things. Like, I remember watching Bozo the Clown as a kid, and you had like, you know, Krusty, and it's like, and Tom and Jerry, <laughs> and you had Itchy and Scratchy, and I mean, there's so many things that like, fit into like... And uh, Troy
1: McClure. Yup,
2: yup. You may remember
0: me from such films as... <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was the, the Arnold guy? Uh, it was a uh, wolf something or Uh,
0: i can't ever remember his name
1: yeah Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look that up uh and and talk about him at some point in the show because he definitely was on there uh quite a bit and actually there there is a whole thing about how uh all of the scenes that he's ever been in in the simpsons actually makes a full movie
0: yeah, so they wow, always show clips. Clean. Whenever Homer's watching TV, they show clips of him on TV, and then it cuts to whatever they were talking about beforehand. But if you supposedly, and I haven't tried this yet, but if you cut them all together, it
2: actually makes a film. That's amazing. It's uh, it's Wolf Castle, uh, Rainier Wolf Castle. That's, that's right, yep. I, I, I looked it up. I, I I don't know that off the top of my head. But, um, yeah,
1: Good Google that's Google's really Google's amazing
2: brain. trivia. I had no idea that you could do that. That's, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that wraps us up for the uh, top threes. That was a good set of lists there. Yeah. So uh,
0: moving on to um, the next topic. Uh, Generally, our episodes will not consist of countdowns. We just started this out because it's the first episode. It's the debut of The Simpsons. Um, But the rest of the episodes, for the most part, will uh, feature us – Uh, leading a discussion on 80s 90s early 2000s and we have a fun way of how we're going to pick the topics we discuss uh brian
2: thank you paul um so i have a list of topics that you the listeners have suggested uh similar to the nba draft uh, we will have a hopper full of topics at the end of each episode four topics will be randomly drawn one at a time we will not know what the remaining three topics will be. Any of us can call dibs on that first topic as the discussion we would like to lead for next week, or we can all collectively decide to pass. Once that topic has been spoken for or passed on, uh, we can then move to the second topic. Cool. Yeah. And what happens next? Uh, Well, um, Either one of us will take dibs on that topic, or we all pass on it. Then I will announce the second topic, rinse and repeat. The third topic, rinse and repeat. And if we've passed on any of the previous topics, I will then announce a fourth and final topic. Uh, At that point, each of us will have a retro topic we will be leading for that following week.
0: So... As a, you know, card-carrying nerd and leader of many fan campaigns to bring back various sci-fi series, what happens to the topics that don't get picked?
2: It's a great question. Uh, Any topics we have uh, that we pass on uh, will be resubmitted into the Hopper, and there will be an opportunity for them to come up in future episodes. It's also important to note that we will only unanimously pass on one topic. Uh, That and only four topics will be drawn. No more, no less. Which means, for better or for worse, voluntary or otherwise, all of us know the subject of the segment that we will lead for next time.
1: Awesome. So what do you guys say? You want to go ahead and select our topics for the next episode?
2: Heck yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, let me let me uh, give the, the hopper a turn real quick. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the first topic is... So... We should probably clarify this, too. Um, I'm going to announce the topic, announce what category it falls in, and then um, count to three. And then we can either take dibs or pass. So um, so the first you for
0: explaining those rules, because I would have just yelled dibs.
2: <laughs> well, especially this first one is really exciting. Um, so it is Gator Golf board game. One, two, three. Dibs. Dibs. All right. So, so, so Paul's
0: got dibs on that? Yes. And all the D cell batteries that I use those golf clubs to fling through the room. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. So, the next topic is going to be. Oh, Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the next topic is going to be Highlander movie. Oh, One, two, three. I'm going to pass. Um, just because do I know, it. I know Paul will want to talk about this at another time. I'm going to, I'm going to defer to you, Paul. Should I, should I pass it and let you have a chance maybe later? Or should I, should I take it?
0: Whatever you do, you know, you're going to get my two cents. So I leave that one up to you. Okay. I'm going to take it. I'm going to do
2: Highlander. Um, <laughs> all right. So we have two topics left. So Adam can choose to pass the first topic. But if he does, then he... Well, I already I passed. Say, well, we collectively pass. So okay. so, so, so you're still good. Okay. You're still good. Um, so you, you get an option to pass or play. Um, but if you pass, then you get stuck with... I shouldn't say stuck. But you'll get stuck with the last one. If you don't, <laughs> you don't take this next one. So let me just find it real quick. Um,
1: okay. It is going to be GoldenEye video game. Oh, absolutely. One, one two, three. you don't even need to go to three on that one i will take that one in a heartbeat
2: okay wonderful well there would have been a fourth topic but since nobody passed um that is going to be a mystery um there are several topics um obviously still in the hopper um but i appreciate you guys uh several um We'll, uh, we will, uh, we need more, though. We definitely need more, um, from fan submissions. So, um, please, please submit those. And Adam will tell you guys in a minute how you can do that. But, uh, absolutely. Uh, that's our first episode of Dating Ourselves. And we really hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've, uh, had recording it.
1: And if you like what you've heard, there's definitely more to come. You can check us out at datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And, like Brian mentioned, we need. Definitely need more topics to be submitted, so if you'd like to do that, if you can think of a great topic for us to do, you can go on to DatingOurselvesPodcast.com, click on the Contact Us link, and submit a topic for us to discuss. You can also send us submissions at DatingOurselvesPodcast.aol.com.
2: You can also check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash DatingOurselvesPodcast.
0: And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, then you've just been dated.
2: See you guys. Thanks for joining us, guys. See See you later. later.